What's up, guys? Rick here with my top five sleepers for this week's PGA Championship. These are golfers a little bit further down the board that I think are warranted a second or a third look. Maybe they're filling out your DraftKings lineups, or maybe you're taking a flyer on them for a long shot to win this event. And what you might notice is, at least on the betting board, the odds for a lot of guys seem to be longer than they should. You know, coming off our previous major, the Masters, that is much more of a known entity. You play the same course every single year. It's a much smaller field. When you go to the full 156-player field, when you rotate courses all the time, I think odds makers realize that this is much more volatile. So this might be a good place to start embracing some of these long shots, or at least if there's a guy that you like, you're probably getting him at a longer number. So obviously plenty more content to come this week, but I wanted to get the sleepers video out there for you to enjoy and to spark discussion. So let's not waste any more time. Let's jump right into it. Let's start with Cam Smith. He's $8,900 and he's 50 to one to win the PGA championship. And this is kind of a sleeper, right? I think that uh, 50 to one certainly designates him as a long shot, someone further down the board. And there's really a lot to like about Cam Smith's game right now. First and foremost, his short game, always splendid. And I really do believe, and especially as the week goes on and we get more information about the way that the ocean course expects to play, I think that giving a boost to the short game players is critical. I, I don't think you can be just a short game player, but if you have the ability to get up and down for par, roll those putts in, I think you are going to be valuable. And uh, that is certainly Cam Smith. Now, if you look at what he's done off the tee, things are getting much better. There was a stretch of golf from the 2020 RBC Heritage last year to basically Shadow Creek in October, where he did not gain strokes off the tee in any event. And now he's gained in six of his last 12. That's still only 50%, but certainly trending in the right direction. And those metrics do not include his win at the Zurich Classic with his partner, Mark Leishman. So his last three starts heading into this week, a T10, or a 10th place finish at the Masters, a 9th place finish at the Heritage, and then that win at the Zurich Classic. He certainly does not blink in big fields. A runner-up at the November Masters, a 4th place finish at the Genesis earlier this year. Played well at the the uh, Workday, the WGC, and the Players' Championship as well. So really liking the way the game is rounding into form for Cam Smith, and he is certainly trending in the right direction heading into the PGA Championship. Next up is Corey Connors. He's $7,600 on DraftKings and 70-1 to to win the PGA Championship. And I know he's going to be popular, but I think there's a couple of things that are noteworthy here for Corey Connors. You know, since the start of 2021, I have 41 measured rounds on him. It's a pretty significant sample size. And when you compare that to every single other golfer in this field, there has been nobody better in strokes gained ball striking. What does that mean? That strokes gained off the tee plus strokes gained approach. It's not an official stat on the PGA. PGA Tour, but it combines two official stats into one and essentially says who's swinging it the best. Well, Connors is number one, Colin Morikawa is number two, Charlie Hoffman three, Jordan Spieth and Victor Hovland round out the top five. So the fact that Corey Connors can be, um, you know, the best in any field, that's what he's doing, ball striking. If he puts to a zero, if he's around the green game, which admittedly is a hair improved over the course of the last year or so, if he can hold on there, he is super dangerous. I think what is really interesting is most people don't realize 
his skill set that he is in right now, 41 rounds of it, uh, is really elite levels on the PGA Tour. Uh, I mentioned he's number one, but I mean, he's hitting it better than, you know, almost as good as, uh, you know, Justin Thomas is on approach. Those two are exactly the same number since the start of 2021. And while Connors gets the credit for it, he doesn't get as much credit as he should. So uh, Corey Connors will be popular. I think it's 70 to one. It's an interesting investment. He's won on the PGA tour before. And if he's going to hit the ball like this, he's going to be dangerous a lot. Maybe this is the week he catches a hot putter. Maybe it's not, but Corey Connors is doing very, very special things right now. Sam Burns, he's $7,500, he's 60 to 1. I'm going to go quickly here. This is the free space, and when I say free space, I mean this is the guy who, because the pricing came out early, uh, he was a bit disrespected. So the pricing comes out before the conclusion of the AT&T Byron Nelson, in which we watched Sam Burns really for three rounds uh, barnstorm the field. He ends up finishing second to KH Lee, but now he has a win and a runner-up finish in his last two starts. The success, or at least the ceiling of Sam Burns, goes back a lot further than this. If you've been listening a lot over the past six months, you know, we've been talking about the ceiling rounds for Sam Burns, and he's been putting together two great rounds and then three great rounds. And now he's starting to put together three and a half, four great rounds at a time. He is going to be incredibly popular. $7,500. You have to determine if you are going to buy into that chalk or you are going to pivot. I also do want to keep a close eye on it as the rest of the week goes on, considering, um, you know, he might be the guy when pricing comes out, He's the most popular guy. It's not even close. And then a lot of people talk themselves out of him as the week goes on. And he might be the guy who's sneaky lower than we expect him to be come Thursday morning. So I'm going to play close attention to Sam Burns. But this is really just a nod to him and how good he has been all season long, not just two starts. And this this, uh, price tag, especially on DraftKings, does not add up. Shane Lowry is $7,800. He's 100 to 1 to win this golf tournament. And take it from me, I am not a Shane Lowry guy. I don't usually like to invest in him, but we are starting to see really good metrics from Lowry. He has gained strokes on approach in six consecutive events. I was scrolling through the database trying to find another time that I could find six consecutive events for Shane Lowry, and I, I couldn't really find it. That's five or six years where he has not accomplished that feat. We know the short game is always pretty strong. We know the putter can get hot at times. He needs to tighten up the driver just a little bit around the ocean course, but you've got to remember, this is intentionally a Lynx style course. It is a course that um, you can play on the ground, or at least have the option to play it on the ground. This is a course uh, where wind might become a bigger factor throughout the week if things start to blow off the Atlantic. This is designed after courses in Scotland, in Ireland. These are right up Shane Lowry's alley and he's really getting to this event at the right time so uh, again take it from me I am not a a weekly uh, you know beating the drum for Shane Lowry but this seems like a really good spot to deploy him and then finally, Dean Burmeester is $6,300 on DraftKings, and he is 400-1 to 1 to win the PGA Championship. And there are a lot of European Tour guys that we don't have a lot of information on, or you might not know who they are, coming over to play this event. And I think Burmeester might be the best one. There's a couple of reasons for that. He is super long off the tee. In fact, every single year on the PGA Tour, I think this is his fifth season, he is never ranked outside the top 10 in driving distance, and he's currently ranked 4 
fourth at the moment. Now, whether he can find a fairway is a different story, but the distance is certainly going to be an attribute around the longest major championship course in history and the form for Burmeester. Let's look at what he's done just in the last three weeks. He wins in Spain. He finishes fourth again in Spain and sixth at the British Masters last week. So three consecutive top six finishes with a victory. And if you're saying, Rick, what does that mean? What does that win actually mean? Well, uh, the strength of field for the event that he won, according to the official World Golf Ranking, was 45. Uh, That uses all the other players in the field, what their ranks are, what their home tours are, all that stuff. The official World Golf Ranking, uh, they do it better than anybody. The strength of field was a 45. That doesn't really sniff any PGA Tour event except for two. It is a stronger field than the Puerto Rico Open, and the Corrales Punta Cana Resort and Club Championship. So that is essentially the type of event that Dean Burmeester has won, that caliber of field. This is obviously going to be a million times that, right? This is going to be significantly more difficult, but his skill set is interesting. His lead-in form is certainly on fire, and I think for the price, especially to round out your DraftKings lineups, maybe unlock some of the guys at the top, it is hard to look past. All right, that'll do it. My top five sleepers for this week's PGA Championship. Again, guys that I think are worth a second or a third look and offer some value, or maybe their odds are a bit longer than they should. Let me know who I missed. Tweet me at Rick Rungood or leave a comment below. Best of luck this week, and I'll talk to you guys soon.